unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And we thank you for listening once again. On today's show, we will continue TV themes. This time, the theme being TV themes of shows that were sports-oriented, not sports broadcasts like we have done. So let's get to it, shall we? And these are in no particular order, and nothing is quote-unquote, you know, I consider this number one or this number two. I do have a number one in here, which I will tell you, but I'm not ranking them in any way, shape, or form. Just uh, bringing them up, and frankly, a couple of them are, are really duds as far as what they were as TV shows, but... This is all in fun and to kind of give you a little historical perspective on some television as well. Well, first up, though, is A Dandy. It uh, was one of the uh, fine sitcoms of the 1990s. And you recognize that as Coach, starring Craig T. Nelson as Hayden Fox. Can't you just hear him right now going, Aw, Christine! <laughs> With his trusty assistants, Luther and Dauber. Definitely a tremendous comedy about a football coach rising the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles to prominence. And a a man who's typically kind of hard-headed. But uh, Craig T. Nelson, tremendous actor and has great comedic chops. And this show ran for seven or eight seasons on ABC. Um, Interestingly enough, the final two seasons were fictionally based in Orlando. As Coach Fox had been lured to coach a professional franchise in the City Beautiful. So it did change the dynamic of the show. Those final two seasons were not their best. But uh, all in all, though, great, great stuff. And, you know, the unsung ability of Jerry Van Dyke, who played assistant coach Luther Van Dam. One of my favorite moments from the show, now this obviously is not a TV theme, but as I was Thinking about the TV show Coach, I couldn't resist playing this where Luther had been hired to be a head coach and lost his job in one day, <laughs> as only Luther could. And he ends up working at Mr. Putt's Putt-Putt Golf Course. And as Hayden and Dauber are there trying to get him to come back, he has to do his duties as the club pro at Mr. Putts when somebody gets a hole in one. Yes, 
love that. Luther Van Damme, Jerry Van Dyke playing that role with such a great tenacity. And, you know, talking about the Van Dyke brothers, Dick Van Dyke had more of the notoriety, but Jerry Van Dyke was certainly extremely talented in his own part. So kind of continuing on the football theme, the next one we're going to bring you is Friday Night Lights, which centers on the rural town of Dillon, Texas, where winning the state football championship is goal number one. As Coach Eric Taylor guides his football team through pressure-filled seasons while dealing with struggles within his own family. This show ran its first two seasons on NBC. And as a fan favorite and a rallying cry, DirecTV picked it up for the remaining three seasons for their 101 channel, which eventually became the Audience Network. And the re-airs of that came back around on NBC. So uh, a shared property there. Friday Night Lights, of course, based on the movie about a decade earlier. And here's a TV show not many of you will remember, maybe some, but it was on HBO back in the 1980s. A show called First and Ten. Following the trials and tribulations of the California Bulls professional football team, initially in the first season owned by a very young Delta Burke of designing women fame and of course Delta Burke from Winter Park, Florida. Among others uh, noted in this HBO franchise first in 10, there were like two or three different iterations of it. A lot of the cast and crew were in each particular version. But uh, look back, a young Chris Maloney of Law & Order SVU fame. And the show also included one, Arenthal James Simpson. Hey guys, do you want to know what's really going on with the California Bulls? Do you want to know the scoop on tonight's show? Do you want to hear from me and some of the players? Well, call this 900 number. It'll only cost you a few dollars a minute, but it's worth it. Hey, Bo don't know this. <laughs> O.J. Simpson. I'm sure he's using that 900 number to uh, track down the real killers. But uh, first and 10, uh, which uh, showed often the crude and lewd side of professional athletes. Show that featured lots of topless shots and drug use and all sorts of shenanigans. But uh, the NFL actually uh, allowed players to have guest roles on this from time to time. But uh, definitely an interesting show. But if you fast forward to 2003, a much different version of, of that show, not that it was really affiliated with that show, but ESPN decided to get into the drama business and they produced a series called Playmakers.
This show ran for one and only one season on the Four Letter Network. As the legend tells us, the National Football League was not happy. As this particular program also showed the dark side of football. And evidently, as word has it, the four-letter was their affiliation of being a partner with the NFL was very much threatened by the development and subsequent airing of this series. So that's why it only lasted a single season. But (laughs) one that uh, makes it live in infamy, so to speak, because it is often referred to uh, and, and it, the show had a lot of decent acclaim as well, but uh, good luck. It's not going to be on any partner of the NFL, so it won't be on CBS, NBC, Fox, or ESPN, or any of their sister or brother networks, if you will. But uh, it was definitely a series that uh, had an impact for the one and only season that it was on. We'll continue our look at... TV themes from shows that had sports themes when the JAS podcast continues. Five reasons why you should listen to or advertise with Captain and Company in the morning. One, just under four decades of professional broadcasting experience. AM, FM, online. Two, programming music you listened to before you settled down and started a family. Three... Live every weekday morning, just as reliable as your automobile. Four, no spin doctor here. I just can't fix stupid. Five, if you got this far, please go back to reason number one. Weekday mornings right here on your favorite online station. Our primary objective is to keep the groove. I got peace. Oldschool101.com. Forget about it. And we return now to check out TV themes from TV shows that were quote-unquote sports-themed. And now we're going to uh, switch over to basketball to a Saturday morning show on NBC. So this was meant to be a basketball version of the wildly popular Saved by the Bell in the 1990s. They had a girl on the boys' basketball team. (gasps) And she was a star player, too. And the first two seasons featured former Orlando Magic player Reggie Theus as the coach of that team. Reggie Theus had uh, those glamour boy looks when he was a player with the Bulls, the Magic... And had definitely had tried dipping his toe into the water known as acting during his playing days and uh, would end up on this Saturday morning TV show. And then that role would later be filled by Dick Butkus. This particular program wasn't much of a sports show per se, but... my theme music. Hang in with Mr. Cooper, starred Mark Curry, 
as a teacher, PE coach, and assistant basketball coach who had once had a tryout with the Golden State Warriors. This was the season one theme sung by his co-stars, the lovely Holly Robinson, who would later become Holly Robinson Pete, married former NFL quarterback Rodney Pete, and Don Lewis, who was on A Different World, which was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. And those ladies sang with a very popular group that you might remember, In Vogue. Talented female ensemble. Here we go, here we go. So that was a show that uh, was about, about five seasons on ABC back in the 1990s. But to me, the penultimate basketball show and probably what would be my favorite sports-themed TV show of all time was this classic from the late 70s and early 1980s. The White Shadow, starring Ken Howard as Ken Reeves, a white basketball player who retired from the Chicago Bulls after a severe knee injury, and upon that retirement, he becomes the head basketball coach at the fictional Carver High School, which was a mostly black and Hispanic urban high school in South Central L.A., and ironically, when Ken Howard and Bruce Paltrow pitched a show about the white coach and racially mixed basketball team, CBS, the network it aired on, initially wanted it to be a half-hour sitcom and avoid dealing with the material of sex, drugs, and crime. And Howard would later say that he and Paltrow are not going to turn this into Welcome Back, Cotter. They were able to persuade the network to make it a one-hour drama series, and furthermore, that show addressed realistic, controversial subjects, and they also aimed to have realism in their basketball scenes. The basketball team, the most notable players was Coolidge, who was played by Byron Stewart, Kevin Hooks as Morris Thorpe, Timothy Van Patten of the Van Patten acting family as Salami Petrino, Thomas Carter as James Hollywood Hayward, and Nathan Cook as Milton Reese. Ironically, Stewart would reprise the role of Warren Coolidge in the 1980s series St. Elsewhere. In fact, on episodes of that show, Coolidge could also be spotted wearing a Carver High School t-shirt and discussing how he had to give up basketball due to injury and then later moving to Boston and taking the hospital orderly job at St. Allegis. But uh, that was a show that uh, really did hit into the depths of some of those controversial subjects and the way of life in that area and uh, also had some nice comic twists to it. The team was also very musically motivated. Their shower singing scenes were classic as well. And, you know, uh, Ken Howard was also very believable as a former basketball player. He played uh, high school basketball, and he uh, was very believable as a as the as the guy who would retire from the NBA as a player and become a high school basketball coach. It was a uh, definitely a great show, uh, one of my favorites of all time. And now I'm going to kind of go off book a little bit because the next TV show I'm going to talk about is not really a sports show at all, although the main character 
was tied to sports in one fashion or other. You will probably remember this because it's one of the most classic TV themes of all time. Magnum P.I. Starring Tom Selleck and his red Ferrari. <laughs> so where the sports tie-in comes, uh, of course you remember Selleck wore a Detroit Tigers ball cap a lot of the times because he was from Michigan and a big fan of the Tigers. And he was also... One time, as the storyline said, the quarterback at the Naval Academy as an impressive gunslinger quarterback who, when a professional team was having their training camp in Hawaii, one of Magnum's former Naval Academy teammates, who is now the quarterback of that team, hires Magnum to help him out because somebody's out to kill him. So Magnum gets a quote-unquote free agent tryout as a quarterback. TC tries out for the team as a tight end to try to relive his old college days because he was a tight end of Grambling, according to the storyline. So yes, I am stretching to get the Magnum P.I. thing in there. And it was kind of interesting because uh, on last week's show, you know, I was discussing with Tim Brando, because uh, I know he's a big fan of Blue Bloods, which of course stars a now 72, 73-year-old Tom Selleck. And just recently, I'd happened to stumble upon the first season of the original Magnum P.I. And upon that discovery, it was very interesting because the theme song at the start was not what I was accustomed to. Yes, friends, that was the original theme to Magnum P.I. Which sounds like so many other of the 70s cheesy crime and investigation type programs. And eventually they did come to their senses and actually replaced it halfway through the first season with what we know and love today. And of course, this is also used on the reboot of the current version of Magnum P.I. And before you dismiss that particular show, let me tell you, I watch it and I like it. I like the way they've reimagined it. The Higgins character is now a female. And now the background of their history is that they were Navy SEALs from their days in Afghanistan, him, TC, and Rick. So there you go. You get a little bonus TV theme coverage outside of the sports world. But hey, Thomas Magnum, Navy quarterback, I'll allow it. And as we close the show today, I'm not going to use my standard closing line. Instead, in honor of the great Jerry Stiller, who passed away over the weekend. He formed a great comedy team with his wife, Ann Mira, in the 60s and 70s. 
His son Ben Stiller, of course, a big movie star that uh, also had his dad in his movies. And Jerry Stiller also was Arthur Spooner on The King of Queens. He played Doug Hefferton's father-in-law, which was after his most famous role, of course, as Frank Costanza, George's dad on Seinfeld, to which he uh, would often steal that show (laughs) with his great antics. And he was, because of his great comedy chops, was able to go off book a little bit. And uh, that's what added such special zanius to the Seinfeld program. So, in the immortal words of Frank Costanza, as we close today's show... Serenity now! Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Does your dog itch, suffer from debilitating skin allergies, or trouble hot spots? We have the solution using the healing power of neem. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. Go to KramerSalve.net to order today with new low pricing. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.